Lovely bird. Yeah, but somewhere in America. London, Paris. Oh, I've always wanted an excuse to travel. I can't wait. Max Brad, search and destroy. Hey, you look really depressed. Well, wouldn't you be depressed? I'm dying. Look, vis-à-vis uh, your books, I've just had a thought. Yes? Well, maybe I won't burn everything. Not every single copy. Could you live with that? Oh, well, um, I'm not sure. I really wanted them burned. Uh, uh, can I just let you in on my thinking? You're going to die soon. Give a year, take a year, say, 1924 at the outside. Yeah, uh, well, less than ten years later, we get the Nazis, right? Uh, and as prefigured in some of your as yet unrecognized masterpieces, oh, well, I which I'm going to burn, I know, I know, the Nazis seize power and put into operation the full apparatus of totalitarian bureaucracy. Oh, Max, I saw it coming. You did? Oh, would that history had proved me wrong? Would that it had, but only tragically it didn't. Because in 1933, the Nazis are scheduled to stage their infamous burning of the books. Burn books? Who in his right mind would want to burn books? They must be sick. The Nazis ransack libraries for what they term decadent literature. Film shows branches bringing up books by the armful and casting them into the flame. In civilized Europe? I can't bear it. It's, it's tragic. It's insane. Max, hmm? which books in particular? Oh, Freud, Proust, Rilke, Breck. Um... Anybody else? Hemingway, Thomas Mann, Gide, Joyce. Max, don't I figure? Well, this is the point. I'll have burnt your stuff already. But nobody will know that. Exactly. People will look at the credits and say, they burnt Proust, they burnt Brecht, they burnt Joyce. Where is Kafka? Not worth burning, maybe. Oh, God, I was depressed before. Now I'm suicidal. Maybe I can fix it. You think? I can see it now. A shot of flames licking round a book jacket. The name Kafka prominently placed. Oh, dreadful. Sure, but burn one and you sell 10,000. Believe me, if the Nazis hadn't thought of it, the publishers would. Well, Max, I'm still not sure. Do I want to survive? Of course you do. I'm a successful novelist, so I'm headed that way myself. I know you've got talent. You haven't made it big yet. In fact, you haven't made it at all. But once you're dead... I've got a hunch your fame is going to snowball. Who knows? You could end up as famous as me. Whereas you burn everything, you've squandered your life. You're right. Believe me, in ten years' time, your stuff is going to be classic. That one you mentioned, um, uh, uh, Metamorphosis, where he wakes up one morning and finds he's a cockroach. Brilliant. Oh, that's it. That is it. I've changed my mind, as you were. Burn them, burn everything. What did I say? What did you say? What did you say? He didn't wake up as a cockroach. I never said he woke up as a cockroach. He woke up as a beetle. Cockroach, beetle, they're both bugs. Who cares? Me! Did you see? That's the trouble with words. You write one thing, the reader makes it into another. You try to be honest, only words fail you. They always do in the end. They're the worst method of communicating with anybody. No. No, no, I was right first time. Burn them. If you say so. And Max, no biography. Who want to write your biography? You won't have written anything. Promise. I promise. <sighs> Oh, forgive me. I, I'm a terrible human being. Don't worry about it. No, no, I'm just a dog pretending to be a person, an ape. Yeah, yeah, we've been through all that. Now try and sleep a little. Come to bed. I would sleep. Only I dream. Everybody dreams? Not like me. I dream the future.
all of a tortoise is out again, galloping across the lawn. There can be few people who realise that Hitler went to the same school as Wittgenstein. The way he went on to behave, I'm surprised he went to school at all. Well, another five years, they might have been sharing the same desk. You are clever, Sidney. <laughs> I wonder if there was a school magazine. Old Boy's Notes. Wittgenstein L., class of 1904, has just published his Tractatus Logico-Philosophicus and been elected a fellow of Trinity College, Cambridge. Contemporaries will recall the model sewing machine he made out of matchsticks. <laughs> Hitler A., class of 1899, has recently been elected Chancellor of Germany. He will be remembered as an enthusiastic secretary of an art group. <laughs> Does Mr. Cunliffe read? I don't know. As Deputy Supervisor, Vehicle Insurance, Northwestern Area, I doubt if it gets much chance. I didn't want the job. And remember this, Mr. Cunliffe has never had an article in the Journal of Insurance Studies. No, but Mrs. Cunliffe's got a new bedroom suite, and they pop over to Jersey quite regularly. Why do you never read novels? I'm an insurance man. I prefer facts, biography. I'd rather read about writers than read what they write. <laughs> yes. I know why. More dirt. Not necessarily. The life of E.M. Forster. Hardly dirt. Really? I thought he lived with a policeman. Oh, he was a friend. Forster had friends in many walks of life. <sighs> no pictures. No. I sometimes wish biographies carried nude photographs. Sydney. Well, it would settle this argument anyway. This is by two psychologists at the University of North Carolina who, having analysed everything Kafka ever wrote, deduced that one of his problems, of which there were many, was a small penis. I never liked the word penis. I don't mind the P. After all, that's what it's for. It's the Niss I somehow don't like. Anyway, he's not unique in that department. Linda. I was thinking of Scott Fitzgerald. How do you know Scott Fitzgerald had a small thing? The same way I know W.H. Auden never wore underpants, that Kafka's grandfather could pick up a sack of potatoes in his teeth, and that Kafka's father used to rummage in his ears with a toothpick, because that kind of conversation is all I ever get. If it weren't for looking after your father, I could still be a nurse. I like odd facts. What are you going to tell me the bits in between? I'd thought of taking a course, so I can help you in your work. An insurance course? This work... Literature in general. Ah, literature in general. I should have stayed a nurse. What do I do now? Hang about? I'm nothing. I know it's a wicked thing to say nowadays, but you are not nothing. You are my wife. It's not enough. It's enough for Mrs. Cunliffe. Couldn't I do research? File your papers? Linda! Well, let me at least read them. You wouldn't understand them. I might. Well, after all, he's got a nice face, Kafka. Would I have liked him? Well, he, he was never short of symptoms. You could at least have nursed him. You wouldn't like his stories. Not what you'd call true to life. A man turns into a cockroach, an ape lectures, mice talk. He'd like me. We've got so much in common. He was in insurance. I'm in insurance. He had TB. I had TB. He didn't like his name. I don't like my name. I'm sure the only reason I drifted into insurance was because I was called Sydney. Sydney's a nice name. I like Sydney. Now, this is interesting. 
Kafka had read Crime and Punishment, which is a novel by Dostoevsky. In Crime and Punishment, the student Raskolnikov commits a murder for which another man is wrongly arrested. The man is a house painter. In Kafka's The Trial, Joseph K. is wrongly arrested. Who has actually committed the crime? A house painter. And someone in whose name millions of people were wrongly arrested was Adolf Hitler, who is himself wrongly accused of being a house painter. And? Linda, it's interesting. It is, it is. One of the functions of literary criticism is to point up unexpected connections. I thought your only interest in unexpected connections was when they occurred between motor cars. Sydney. Mm, let's go to bed. Linda, <laughs> it's 2.30 in the afternoon. Oh, it'll be another unexpected connection. Mm. Oh. They've come for father. Is his case packed? Yes. Oh. Sydney. Mm. Hey, uh, forgive me. Who are you? I've met with an accident. I'm a visitor to these shores, and suddenly a temperamental prostate in the total absence of toilet facilities necessitates my emptying my bladder outside your front door. Sydney, the step's all wet. Who's this? I don't know, he didn't say. Worse is to follow. A picture of my distress as I am rebuttoning my trousers when I discover I have urinated not only over your doorstep, but also over your tortoise. Oh, a tortoise? Yes, I have him here, poor creature. He's wet. Oh, it was an accident, I'm sure.